Hello, this is The Redesign, the very serious podcast in which we create the ultimate versions of everyday things. I'm Tom. I'm Eric. Last episode, uh, we invented Drill 2.0. How did we do? I'm going to say we did super, super great. Uh, obviously, the laser-guided uh, future vision was was a huge game-changer, and drill fees, as you know, uh, disrupted the social media space significantly, so uh, sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. You're screwed. I mean, you know, certainly there were some uh, drill-adjacent uh, class-action lawsuits, but this is the march of progress. No, oh, absolutely. So, um, I think... This this episode, we've got something that we probably both interact with nearly every day, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners do as well. Of course, I'm talking about the mouse, ooh, the computer version, not the live animal. Ah, I mean, cool. I think I think we can we can get there. I mean, yeah, well, certainly sure. one can inform the other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, in, in early uh, brandstorming, where we landed with the focus group was that what if it was just always with you? What if it was indeed just the phone that's in your pocket? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, okay, so so we have to... The fact that the phone starts in your pocket is um, a, a little bit of a, of a handicap. Uh, I guess emphasis on hand. Um to its functionality as a mouse. So I guess, you know, um, the easy, I mean, the easy way to do it is to take it out of your pocket, I guess. This is obvious. But um, this would be a phone that sits on your desk as its primary, like, place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my phone basically sits on the desk all day anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just doing nothing. Why would I not also use it as a mouse? I mean, it has a very high-res camera in it that I think could fulfill the same um, purpose that the the little laser eye on the bottom of a regular mouse could right. do. Right, right, yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, when you... If you drag it around on your, uh, on your desk... Um, yeah, I feel like... I feel like the biggest problem there would be, like, um, light. Because if you... If you put your uh, phone camera f- camera side down uh, on the desk, uh, you you don't really get much of a picture. So either the the sensor would have to be like super sensitive, or you would have to have some kind of uh, laser beam like shining right next to the to the camera. Hmm. I mean, it does have the the light that it uses for flash. Oh yeah, and, al- flash, and also yeah. the flashlight function. Um, <laughs> right. Which maybe it could turn on at a low level, but I do like the idea of it having uh, another uh, sort of piece within that housing, I guess, that actually is a laser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't have enough lasers in anything, really. I agree. Yeah. Um, my, I think, you know, I, this seems like a solvable problem. My main concern with, with putting your phone um, sort of camera down on the desk all day is you're basically just kind of grinding the back of your phone into like desk dust all day uh-huh. and um i'm wondering if there's some kind of of uh mouse cradle that it could snap into to avoid exactly that situation well i mean uh we the, this problem has generally been solved with mouse pads mm-hmm. um you just lay down a, a little a nice luxurious carpet for for your phone mouse um 
and that that would be that would be uh, sufficient. But I think I think we're not in this business to um, come up with solutions that have already been um, thought of. So uh, the cradle, the cradle is a good idea. Um, I think. Uh, so yeah, a cradle, a cradle would be good. Um, like I was thinking some kind of, uh, little feet, like mm-hmm. little, oh, casters. That would be great. Yes. Little tiny casters, like one uh, on each corner of the, of the phone and you would roll them around and they would be like, it would be a wheel on a swivel, uh, like, and, and it would be the, the biggest engineering problem we would have is, um, preventing the, the the bad um shopping cart uh phenomenon where you have like one caster that just kind of doesn't it doesn't swivel properly it probably needs some like wd-40 or something and and uh it just creates a horrible ride for everything else so if we solve that problem i think we're golden with casters Mm -hmm. i like that very much and i i think in a way we have solved this problem if you think back to uh, motorcycle 2.0 what if each caster was basically sort of an independently rotating sphere oh yeah um i think there's there's definitely something to that oh yeah D- yep yep uh spheres um are just the answer to everything i generally yes mm-hmm. so i think i mean now that we have this um sort of dock or cradle that your phone could snap into a, to act as a mouse i think um what we can uh start to think about is is what else might we actually attach to that uh cradle mm. mm-hmm. um it, it would be it would be a power source for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. it would charge your your phone absolutely um it would uh, so we're we're already using the camera for uh, like the back camera for its like mousing functionality, mm-hmm. um, but there there could be something with the front camera like a, a work cam. Uh, you could live stream yourself um, working. Um, it's like mm. people do this on on like on like Twitch when they're uh, streaming video games. It's just like a, a feed of their face um, when what they look like while they're playing a game. So maybe the the dock has like a little um mirror periscope kind of thing that uh lets you see your face as you as you like have have uh have a great time doing your work with your mouse phone Mm -hmm. i like that very much um Mm -hmm. and i think it it ties into uh a, a lot of what we always try to do here in terms of of uh giving you a bit of introspection into the the thing that you're doing you know, we we saw that with uh, with Watch 2.0 certainly, um, and I think it's it's nice to to have that that very personal layer into any of our projects. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it builds um, uh, empathy with anyone you know consuming that that feed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking uh, if we if we take cues from the mouse, like going back to how the um, how the 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 phone mouse interfaces with the desk um the cradle could just have little rodent legs on it um and you would just like kind of <laughs> drag it around and the legs would just kind of walk around underneath mm-hmm. um i think that would be that would be something it's it's definitely something i mean i think that's like empathy of a different kind like while you're using the you know the biological mouse's namesake you're being reminded like hey this 
you know, we're, we're all connected. Yeah, exactly. It's the circle of life. So, I mean, that's very good. And I think maybe we want to expand that, um, even a bit further. What if the entire cradle was just kind of furry and warm, uh, like an actual mouse? I think that would make it, you know, yeah, really, really comforting and, and nice to use. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it would be like, uh, kind of like a, a velour that was like just the warmth I think is, is the key piece. Mm-hmm. Cause you could just put like faux fur, um, uh, all like you could just layer it on your desk. Um, I'm surprised people, uh, haven't really done that before. It seems like it would be really, really nice and really soft and comforting. Um, but, uh, the, the warmth and maybe, maybe like a rhythmic pulsating, um, under the surface to simulate, um, the, biological uh machinings of a of a living being uh, mm-hmm. might be might be something uh i don't know how how the general public would uh would take to that i mean i think it's really nice you know people derive a, a great deal of of um self well-being from like um you know having a having a pet and and taking care of a, an animal in their household and i think we can we can definitely extend that sort of psychological benefit into the workplace too yeah yeah for sure it's um uh, self care of uh of an animal nature mhm so i mean the, i'm i'm really on board with this but i think um what we you know we we went a bit off track in terms of thinking about what else might be on this this um mm-hmm. phone as mouse holder slash uh dock and i think you know the, the the sort of biological mimicry way into that but i do think there's there's an opportunity to um enhance the workday in other ways too um do you know the the pomodoro method yes i do Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, there might be sort of a bit of a, a reward cycle that we can build into this thing. Um, for instance, every time you uh, complete a, uh, you know, a, a sort of timed work period uh, in the Pomodoro method or, or whatever other sort of work uh, time tracking uh, method that you want to use, what if there was like a little uh, snack dispenser sort of attached to this thing that was kind of like a, a nice reward for, for doing that amount of work? <laughs> yeah, that would be, yes. Um, like uh, a little a little snack, like um, some kind of um, condensed food type uh, pellet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, that would be, that would be really good. Um maybe if maybe it's like okay so you there's there's one one way to do it is is like every time you finish a block you um get to you a a piece of food like just pops out that's you know basic pretty pretty decent incentive um but what if you had to what if you had to like flick a button or like click something on the mouse in order to make it come out and um further what if if you did that it wouldn't come out every time. It would come out sometimes. Hmm. I, I see where you're going with this. Sort of the the uh, a bit of a Skinner box kind mm-hmm. of experiment. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's the uh, variable reward schedule for all those psych nerds out there. <laughs> I know there's a lot of them. 
<laughs> but, but yeah, so we could we could easily turn this into uh, a nefarious gambling box of of death and sadness, um, because uh, studies have shown that with a variable reward schedule, people are more and more motivated to um, do the thing. So yeah, so maybe 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 we could just like. Um, get everybody to to slot machine themselves into a, a better work life. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I mean I can't imagine the the sort of level of engineering that would need to go into Mouse two point would be um, particularly cheap. I mean we're we're really pushing the envelope here. But I think if we have you know that that sort of guaranteed um, productivity increase, um, yes. That the the variable reward schedule all but guarantees. Uh, I think that's a really easy sell to employers, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like gone are the days when you do something and get an appropriate thing in return. Everything now has to be um, you do something and maybe you get something big, or most of the time you don't, and then. Yeah, that that's uh, that's the foundation for a very healthy um, uh, economy. I think. I agree. I mean, any of our uh, millennial listeners will be extremely familiar with that pattern. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a thing. So yeah, why not build that into into mouth? Okay, I, I have a, I have to raise an objection here. We have to we have to quickly come up with a better name or a name for this thing because I can't just keep saying mouse phone every time. Okay, um, let's. I I, I I fully agree with you, but I think there's a few more um, functional pieces to this that I wanted to dig into first. Okay, so so yeah, I guess we need that to uh, inform inform the name. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll do the brainstorming at the end. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think we've already covered uh, a number of, of monetization strategies. Obviously, uh, it's it's selling the the unit itself, um, and then selling uh, whatever the sort of the raw format of the uh, snack feedstock is. Right. Uh, and there, you know, I think in previous episodes we explored the idea of there being like different flavors and and sure, time, sure. time limited releases for like, you know, exclusive uh, Cinco de Mayo most yeah. snacks. Yeah, yeah. You know that kind of thing, which tiny I tiny is... Omni Burgers. Hmm. Hmm. I love that tie-in. Yeah. Um, the other uh, piece to this in terms of monetization is that I think we could actually develop sort of a, an API service um, alongside the the physical device itself, um, which would allow software developers. So you know the the uh, the Apples, the Adobe's, the um, so on. You know that that kind Oracles. of company, if you will. Yeah. To. Um, uh, hook into kind of a haptic feedback uh, ability of this device. Ooh! So if you're if you're um, you know gliding across the desktop or or interacting with a a productivity app in some way, um, the device could actually sort of wriggle or jump or move in some kind of way, uh, depending on what you were doing on the uh, on the computer itself. Absolutely. Um, I I think this lends itself better to. Um, 
uh, a leg-based uh, locomotion system underneath rather than a uh, a wheel-based one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because you get the extra dimensions of like jumping the the mouse could literally jump uh in in excitement or glee when you complete um a task mm-hmm. um and uh yeah if you wanted to do something really quietly it might it might like crouch or something it would just like stay stay low and stay incognito you wouldn't be able to move as fast but um you you would have the the added benefit of um of being stealthy yeah i i think that's like another interesting psychological aspect of this like if you've opened a uh, if you've opened an incognito browser window, um, the the device itself could sort of hunker down and, and be a little more resistant to movement. Exactly. Yep. I, I, I think that's a really fun way to um, reflect sort of the virtual nature back into the real world. Exactly. And when you have a, a like a private browser window open, you know, you, sometimes you, you don't you don't necessarily notice the difference right away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and or like if you're deep into into something um you you might not remember which which window is which so um when you switch to one and it and it the mouse just kind of like hunkers down it's uh that's that's a that's another clue for you another little affordance i love it yeah um i mean i think that was the the the, the sort of haptic aspect of of this device was really the the other functional piece and i think we really kind of explored that space. So let's let's think about um, the marketing. As you, yeah, like mouse phone just doesn't track. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, correct. It does not. So um, maybe I can I can begin to answer this question by uh, actually suggesting one more uh, revolutionary. Uh, design change i'm imagining like steve jobs like doing the whole like it's a it's a phone it's a thing it's like it's a mouse it's a phone and then this is the third thing it's a revolutionary revolutionary internet communications device yeah are you are you getting it it's all the same thing (laughs) exactly exactly Um, (laughs) so um i think you know we've talked about um it having some uh, mimicry of, of, of an actual mouse to it. Um, we've talked about the fact that it could have uh, that very um, interactive haptic feedback, that it could be warm and furry. Um, and I think we've, you know, sort of touched on the idea of, of it being very responsive to different kind of interactions. Obviously, the the experience to the client of of Mouse 2.0, it's all very based on touch, and I think we can actually really take that to the next level if if the form factor of of Mouse 2.0 is in fact um, less based on a on a cradle for your phone, although obviously that's an important aspect, but more sort of a uh, glove type interface. Ooh, so um, like Minority Report, kind of. I mean, sort of. In that, what Minority Report showed is that uh, that that sort of multi-touch, multi-factor uh, interaction is is super important. I think you know nobody wants to hold their hand up in the air all day, but if this is something that still sits on your desk, but that you are more um, 
in touch with, if you will, if each finger could have its own kind of haptic feedback while you're using this mm -hmm. thing, I think that could drive uh, a lot of productivity that's currently being lost. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Nintendo had a had had the right idea, maybe mm -hmm. at, at the wrong time. Maybe now is the time for the power mm -hmm. mouse glove. So I think there's there's something to that, like. It's, you know, the power glove is like almost the perfect name, honestly. It uh, is. Because it suggests both what it is, a glove, and what you can do with it, which is, uh, you know, control things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Power glove. Um, now, I feel like we're probably going to run into um, a little bit of, of trademark dispute problems mm -hmm. if we just want to... Mm -hmm go with power glove directly right. but i do like as as a as a pattern uh i think that has a lot to recommend it yeah uh maybe maybe a different like we use synonyms uh mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. like influence um hand covering mm -hmm. or um yeah and Ener energy uh thing <laughs> <laughs> like not not just thing like the thing or yeah, yeah like from the the hand thing mm -hmm. from uh, adam's family oh i get it okay yeah the the thing was it is, is his name the thing no it's cousin it shit what uh what what is the thing the thing is a hand no cousin it was the hair guy i'm so confused i don't remember and unfortunately i don't have a an adam's family uh window open although it seems very applicable to this episode yeah yeah like we should have this uh adam's family um information at, available at all times maybe that's a feature of the um of the mouse it <laughs> just like displays adam's family um facts you've sub you've subscribed to adam's family facts i like that yeah um the, it's the thing. It's the the thing is the hand. Okay. Somebody somebody listening to this is is just going insane. Like uh, <laughs> Adam's family super fan, uh, eighty seven is like gonna email us being like, how can you how could you not remember? But yeah, um, I am yeah. I just I I'm so so confused about that. We've gone off track. This is this is not this has nothing to do with anything. I mean, there's no wrong answers in in brainstorming. This is no, all this is true. for the mill. This is true. Okay, so let's let's think about this. I mean, the the concept of of uh, power and control and feedback that's that's all part of it. And then the other part is is it some kind of um, it's both a you know it's something that you wear on your hand or just that you wear in general, uh, but it's also like a, a cradle. Uh, for your phone I yeah uh, a, you know we're just we're sort of circling something but it, yeah we haven't quite hit on it i mean like uh going going back to functionality a little bit like we haven't really talked about that much about um it being a phone mm -hmm. uh well i guess i guess the thing we're we're dreaming up is is um it, it's a it's a mouse thing that is a cradle for your phone but if it's a glove uh i mean it could still do that it could just like have the phone um like em embedded in the like it could be a glove that is also a cradle for your phone mm -hmm. but 
um, we could just make it a glove that is like a peripheral for your phone. Um, it's like connected to your phone. And if it's, if it's a glove, you can do the, you can just do the, the hang 10, uh, pinky thumb thing and just talk into your, into your hand as if it were your phone. Um, I'm making the gesture right now, uh, but no one can see it. I mean, so I was also doing that. Um, Oh, okay. Can, Can we do the rest of the, of the show, uh, as if we were talking to each other on our hands. This is like uh, dog fooding, or I guess mouse fooding, mouse pelleting. Yes, I, I like this very much. I think the the that kind of gestural interface is something that we haven't really um, touched on previously in yeah. in like just technology in general, and I and I like it very much. Yeah, for sure. I'm okay. still doing it. Are you are you doing it? I'm still doing it. Okay, good. So. Um, I actually like this. I think it's a bit of a pivot, but as a as a peripheral, this definitely makes more sense. I think we still need to have uh, the the legs on the bottom of the glove. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So you're uh, kind of gliding your open palm over the desk surface, um, but it's it's like being held up by these like little legs. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. It could be like. Um, uh, Boston Robotics uh, style robot legs. Mm-hmm. It's very lifelike animal movement. Um, that that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. So sort of like uh, big dog, except actually very small dog. Yep, small mouse. Hmm. Yeah. They they have a new one that just that just came out. Uh, it looks very sleek and it's self contained and it like walks over stuff. And it's it's very unsettling. It's it's deep in the uncanny valley. Well, obviously we want to avoid that, and I think that's why it's important to have the um, that kind of biological uh, sure. yeah. level on this. Like, I think uh, you know what Boston Robotics has missed is the idea of um, covering the robots in in simulated skin and fur and giving it sort of a yeah and and giving it some kind of uh artificial heartbeat i think people would be much more comfortable if that was the case yeah yeah give it give it sad eyes so i think what you've just suggested actually has has changed my thinking about this what if sort of on the on the knuckle area uh we had a bit of a uh some sort of little embedded screens that simulated eyeballs yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking, like, uh, you know, it could it could relate back to the status of of how your computer is doing or the task that you're carrying out. You know, if it's if it's taking a long time, it could kind of be like sad eyes, or if if the program crashed, like it could be like your glove would be really mad. And I think, like, again, that that sort of um, emotional feedback rather than just uh, very dry technical feedback is something that's really lacking from computing. For sure. Um, even going even further, we could have like um, uh, when you're not using it, it's it's like just kind of sitting there. Um, when you come back, it can sense that you have returned, and like a little tiny tongue could come like lick your hand uh, in glee uh, and joy as you return to to work that'd be a very welcoming i love it that would be so cute yeah yeah little tiny tiny little kisses so i mean i think i think 
where we've kind of gone in terms of, of brainstorming without even really meaning to is the idea that this is not really a peripheral at all. This is like a, a desk pet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and and it could be it could be the pet of your Watch Two Point Homunculus. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How about that? How about that? And I, I mean the and then there's like the virtual version of it in in the Watch Two Point as well. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and this and this the mouse has like a screen that shows the sad eyes or the happy eyes or whatever. Um, and that could also be, you know, a, a further deeper representation of, uh, of its state. I love that we've, we've, you know, developed this, this ecosystem of, of very emotionally responsive technology. I think, you know, no one else is really digging into this, this as a, an area for innovation. And I'm really happy that, that we're going there. Yeah. I mean, um, devices are people too. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm feeling really good about this. I think, you know, we we started off thinking about this in a very technical way and, and really dug down and, and found that, that kernel that, that turns this from not just a work enhancer, but a, a life enhancer. Yes, absolutely. It's, a, it's an emotional connection that um, is unprecedented. Um, great. I think, I think, you know, the, the stakeholders are going to be incredibly pleased with, with where we landed on this. I'm super pleased. I can't wait to, to have this on my desk and, you know, come back to it every, every morning and, and be greeted with, with tiny desk pet kisses. Yeah. It sounds like a, a veritable utopia. I agree. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think that's it. I think we did it. Let's, let's ship it and see how it goes. But, uh, but man, I'm, I'm very excited. Yep. 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 So uh, thanks so much uh, to our listeners for coming with us on this journey. Uh, if there's things in your life that need to be redesigned, we definitely want to hear about it. You can find us online at theredesign.design or on Twitter at the Redesign Cast. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.